Welcome to Recently Logged, where this week we're all wearing giant oversized Kurt Russell hats. Hello there. Hi. <laughs> uh, my, my name is Robbie. And I'm Micah. And together we're going to talk about uh, Kurt Russell. And, and his hat. And his hat. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hello, everyone. We're here. We're talking. We're we're after our <laughs> Planet of the Apes series. If you if you missed that, or in case you missed it, we finished that series. So now we're just we're now we're just spitballing for ideas. <laughs> we're, we're just doing whatever comes to mind. Honestly, <laughs> uh, this week uh, on the twenty fifth, actually, is um, the Thing's fortieth anniversary yes. for John Carpenter's The Thing. So we decided that's what we'll talk about. Uh, happy Juneteenth, everyone. Oh, yeah. Juneteenth, uh, Father's Day. Father's Day. Yeah. Happy Father's Day. Lots of stuff going on. But we decided the one thing we were actually going to make an episode about was The Thing's 40th anniversary. Well, I mean, it's it's uh, it's one of my favorite films, no, so no, why not? No, it's good. I just think it's funny. We've got two funny. holidays going on around here, and we do The Thing's anniversary. But anyway, uh, yes, we're talking we're talking about John Carpenter's The Thing, uh, kind of a classic at this point, yeah, I definitely. think, considered by most people. Um, but uh, let's go ahead and tell the people what they need to know before we start getting into our thoughts. All right. All right. So again, we're talking about The Thing this week. Uh, it's a 1982 movie, rated R. It is an hour and 49 minutes. Its little IMDb description is a research team in Antarctica is hunted by a shape-shifting alien that assumes the appearance of its victims. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> it did not win any major awards, unfortunately. Ah. Uh, its cast features Kurt Russell, uh, Wilford Brimley, <laughs> Keith David, Richard Mount. Mauser, I don't know. <laughs> it's my T guess. T.K. Carter, <laughs> David Clinton, a lot of people. You know, we could go on. It's, I mean, it's really not that big of a cast. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's it's a lot of people. That's true. Yeah. Uh, directed by John Carpenter. Heck yeah. Uh, screenplay by Bill Lancaster. Gotta love it. Uh, and story by I think that's the based on story though. Yeah, that's uh, the book. John W. Campbell Jr. Yes. Um. And yeah, that's that's really it. This doesn't have too much. It's not too complicated. Pretty small cast. Pretty small amount of people. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, another thing we could say about about this movie uh, is that it was it was absolutely destroyed by critics when it came out. Unbelievable. People hated it. I I honestly don't believe it. It was it, it was. I refuse. It was panned and torn up. Uh, but nowadays, most of the people have turned around on it. It is now considered very much so a horror classic. Right. And John Carpenter, according to IMDb, <laughs> and now qualifies this as probably his favorite of his movies. I mean, it's my favorite of his movies. You've that seen, I've seen two of his I've seen two of his movies. <laughs> but this has been my favorite so far. So, oh, I still want to watch Halloween. Oh, man, I can't wait for Halloween. That's going to rock. <laughs> but anyway, let, let's get into what we thought of the thing. So, Ravi, uh, what did you think of The Thing? The Thing? We just, this was like my sixth time watching it. We just finished it like five minutes ago. I think this was my fourth time watching it, I believe. I, th I think that's right. 
Um, but th- th- I think this is the second or third time we've covered a movie that's in my top 50 on the podcast. Ooh, this is my, my, personal, my personal 50 favorite films of all time. This, Robbie, is, this is one of them. Robbie loves this movie. I love the thing. He, he, thinks, he thinks it's one of the 50 <laughs> best movies of all time. I did not say that. <laughs> I mean, it very well could right be, up, honestly. Right up there with uh, Mean Girls and uh, <laughs> Nightmare Before Christmas. I was about to say, try and think of another mid-movie in my top 50, Micah. I dare you. Well, I don't even think mid- <laughs> Mean Girls is mid. I just wouldn't call it top 50 material no, for me. I love that movie, man. I mean, obviously, but yeah. Uh, so we're talking about one of my favorite films of all time. Uh, so obviously I have pretty positive thoughts on it. Uh, I think this movie, um, most of the time when I think of the thing, I think about how it's basically a master class in not only screenwriting, but uh, building tension through screenwriting and stuff like that. Um, a lot of its character work is really great. Uh, its editing is fantastic. And that's not even mentioning like what it's really well known for, which is it's like practical effects and makeup and stuff like that, which all look fantastic even now. Like, yeah, honestly, I've seen horror movies nowadays with like just as big of budgets that don't look half as good as this movie does. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the cast rocks, uh, it's a pretty small cast, so it's just basically an ensemble piece, but they're all like, I I don't have any complaints. All of their performances (laughs) are really great. Uh, John Carpenter's direction is really great. Uh, the editing, as I mentioned, it is just like, I don't know, anytime there's like, just, there are so many great sequences in this movie (laughs) and they wouldn't be what they are without the editing. Uh, but yeah, big thing I think about when I think about the thing. Tension, screenwriting, uh, and then the effects, which are obviously great. Uh, what, what about you, Michael? What do you what do you think of the thing? Well, well, let me let me weave you a woeful yarn. <laughs> wow! So we were we were uh, we were uh, out in the distant plains uh, of of Utah. Of Utah, exactly. <laughs> we were on a big. Uh, vacation trip thingy we were we were driving around the united states um and we we stopped at this one park in utah where we were going to be camping that night in in, in a tent (laughs) Uh, and we had never been i had never even been anywhere near utah um who has you know (laughs) so we're in this area we don't know it's lots of desert surrounded by like snowy mountains it's very cool area and uh we we gather around in our in our tent, bundled up, um, and we pull out Robbie's iPad, <laughs> and we turn on for the first time John Carpenter's The Thing. Heck yeah! And I think that was the coolest possible <laughs> way to watch it, because we're watching right. this horror movie for the first time in like <laughs> half outside because we're in a tent yeah and like there's wind blowing there there are noises in the brush we're in an area we don't know and it's kind of cold i was about to say most of all i was like freezing when i watched it <laughs> and I, I i just i, I doesn't really comment on the quality of the movie but i just wanted to bring it up because that was like the coolest I, I I know watching this in theaters would probably be super sick, but I think that was one of the coolest ways to watch this for the first time. I mean, um, yeah, absolutely. But uh, such a good movie. I really, really love this movie. It's one of my favorite horror movies. It's not even particularly what I am the biggest fan of in horror, 
but what it does is so super effective. Uh, right. Like you were saying, it's character work, the way it weaves its paranoia, the entire movie, mm -hmm. um, where you can still kind of not entirely tell what's going on. Um, on like the sixth viewing but in a good way <laughs> yeah, yeah it keeps it all very ambiguous both time wise and people wise you don't even know if mccready is the thing like it, it does such a good job of weaving these layers of character moments character building and paranoia for both the characters and the audience um it looks great i love the set piece um like the way it, it all takes down or takes place in a day and it never feels boring as everything kind of changes right. and weaves and they go to location to location. Uh, the practical effects are outstanding. The cast is really, really fun. The editing is great. The direction is great. The score <laughs> is great, which, by the way, this this one, quote Arazi. unquote, one Arazi for that's worst crazy. score. That's crazy, dude. I love this score. <laughs> like, I literally just listened to the score, and I hate that that did that. Like, like, people hated this movie, and I don't understand. Ah. <laughs> But um, I didn't even mention the creature design, man. All of the, all of the different designs and stuff that they the do are ready. so good. The, the giant dog looks so good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I love this movie, um, which uh, I will say I'll get this out of the way at the beginning. I gave this a five out of five. Uh, I I think I've given it a, a five out of five every time I've seen See, it. See the I, first the first two times I, I watched remember. it, I gave it a four and a half. I, I think I might have given it a four and a half on the first viewing, but it, it, I think I switched it to a five after I watched it with like the full audio quality. But you know what's funny is the time I gave it a uh, a five was on my birthday. Like I decided that <laughs> apparently I liked this enough that I was like I want to watch this on my birthday. Want to watch it on my uh, birthday? And I gave it a five on my birthday. <laughs> Pretty good. But yeah, as you can tell, me and Micah both very much love the thing. Yeah, so let's get into questions to really to really kick off the deep dive. Okay. Um, so you mentioned sequences earlier, Rabbi. Oh no. So, oh no. <laughs> what, what is your favorite scene or sequence? This is really hard. Ah, there are so many good Cause, ones. Because this especially oh, goodness, is one of those dude. kind of movies. I know I know we say this a lot where I was like, oh, this movie kind of flows. Oh, this movie kind of flows. But this movie doesn't even flow. There are very clear defined sequences. Yeah. But like each sequence kind of builds I was on about each other. to say, it... it, it it is very segmented in the way it plays out, but it does a great job of maintaining its narrative momentum throughout that. It never feels like it's stopping at any point. Memory superstition. <laughs> I think, oh, man, there are so many. There are just so many good ones. Like yeah. half of the movie is just like just amazing sequence. <laughs> outstanding scene. Outstanding sequence. Exactly. Outstanding scene. Um, but if I were to pick a favorite, it would probably be the dog kennel scene dog. it's so it's so good the kennel scene is so good it's the first time we see the thing in all of its glory and i i love the way the dog looks um but it's so sad the right? way the way they okay. stage everything the score it, it's okay let's mm, talk about ted let's talk about ted, <laughs> ted. so ted was shout the, out to ted, ted is the real. dog <laughs> ted is the main husky <laughs> um and he he gives like and you may think we're saying this ironically but he actually gives i don't an understand performance. i've never seen an animal like give this good of a performance in a movie like i don't know like when the helicopter whirls around him he turns back which of course like the dog would turn back but he turns back and like genuinely looks like paranoid not right? like not like oh look at that a helicopter or oh scared a helicopter he looks like mm. i was like who was training this dog <laughs> what? 
What the dude, heck? like the scene in the hallway, apparently they did it in dude. like four or five takes, and the dog looks like so frightening. The, and there's like, like complex blocking in that hallway shot, and they do it all in one take. What, it, what's it's going like on? Like the dog is genuinely like shout out to the dog. He actually gives a great performance. That's the weirdest thing. <laughs> Very few dogs give convincing performances in movies, right? and this dog was like. I believe that this dog is an alien. Right, I was about to say, I fully believe that this dog was an alien. Um, but yeah. What about you, Mike? So for mine, I, I think I, I've been giving this a lot of thought because I really like a lot of scenes. I really like, yeah. um, I like the burn scene when they first have, um, why did I just lose his name? Um, Wait, which one are you talking about? Like which scene are you talking uh, about? The, when they first takes what's his face oh oh yeah it's not bennings it's i forget who i thought his name started with like a w or something but anyway yeah i really like that scene but i think quite honestly my favorite scene has to be uh the uh blood test scene yeah that honestly that was gonna be my second pick because that one just is so good Uh, it was it was my it was when I was first, like, the first couple times watching it, it's when I had, like, or really, like, the first time I was watching it, it was when I had, like, the most tension. Um, it really comes together on, like, who's who. And it gives you that good jumping-off point into the third act in terms of, like, finally being, like, okay, here are our established non-alien players. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, You're talking about the death of Bennings, Micah. Ben- it was Bennings. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was Bennings, but... Uh, and, dude, like, the... Like, the different gore and stuff that happens in that scene. Mm. Um, poor windows. But Palmer's <laughs> Palmer's head, like, splitting open and, oh like, doing the teeth. That's, it's so cool. Like, if you haven't seen this movie, and again, if you're old enough, it's rated R and it's got, it like, is a ton up. and a half it's, of gore. It's very scary. If you're, if you're not old enough to watch um, the thing, do not watch the thing. But if you have not seen this movie, you don't, you don't understand. You don't understand how good this looks. Like... It looks it, so It's good. so gross right. and grimy, but it all looks so, like, I don't even know how they shot half of this. <laughs> right? Um, I Honestly, the animatronic work and, like, puppet work in this is, like, almost seamless. Like, I honestly have no idea how they shot yeah, some of it. Yeah, so at, like, one point, like, <laughs> literally, they burn one of the bodies, and, like, the head, like, the neck, like, morphs off. Oh like, it gosh, stretches dude. while it's burning, like, falls off, and doesn't look fake. Like, it looks like, it still looks like a head. Um, and then it, like, shoots out a tongue, oh grabs gosh, onto dude. something, pulls itself over, like, it's still moving. Like, all of the muscles in the face look like they're moving. And then it, like, rolls around, sprouts legs. I don't know how they made the movement <laughs> on the head look so natural. It, this was the 80s. What were, what were they doing? I have no, like, the, I, think that's, I think that's the most seamless moment of where I'm, like, this, yeah. these effects blow my mind. Because, like, the, it literally... It literally looks like the muscles in the face and right? everything are still moving. I don't know how they did it, man. They're, it's so crazy. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> uh, do you have a Do you have a question though? Uh sure. Yeah. Um, what do you think of the general like premise of the movie? Because I find myself thinking about this movie as just like a concept a lot. Just like alien taking over people among us style well i think uh more so like the way the story is framed how everything's set up where it's set like location and everything like that i think it's really interesting to note yeah because i mean even even one thing mentioned in the trivia as i was going through everything on imdb for this um uh is that it's never 
ever established what their research base is supposed to be doing. <laughs> right. It never said once. They're just they're just out there. They're a research <laughs> base. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like it's a very you're right. It's a very interesting story. Um, well, there are just so few elements that I think it's interesting that they went with what they went with because I think the idea of like the isolated uh, research yeah, facility is such a good paranoia. idea. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I do think it's actually really interesting, and I know I'm just reframing this through this in my mind today because I yeah. was like, reading through so much about this movie. Um, but John Carpenter commented um, that a lot of a lot of the ideas put into this were supposed to be drawing on the themes of the fear of the AIDS crisis that was rising because that was right at like when yeah. it was starting to rise really bad. Um, and that, ha and if you're like, oh, here we go, for the listener, that happens a lot with horror. It usually say, draws yeah. on whatever fear of the times, even if not directly. Like, there's nothing say, like AIDS about this. Even if it's not intentional, a lot of the time, most horror films of like will reflect paranoia or fears of their time culturally. Um, but with that, I think it's an interesting reframing in terms of using isolation in such a way, mm -hmm. isolation and paranoia, because I mean. <laughs> people like people back then they felt extremely isolated and there was right. always the fear that somebody around you could have like aids like in, in that community especially yeah it was so you know that's an interesting reframing of the use of location and mm -hmm. idea but even without that i think it's just a very unique because again the cast is so tiny right they're in the middle of nowhere <laughs> there's nothing like nothing else interacts with them and it leads to really cool framing and stakes for the rest of the story because i mean the end of the story they don't they don't expressly kill it or anything right. they literally are just like well we have to stop we have to stop it here it has <laughs> to it can't leave this spot yeah um I mean, they're in An Antarctica, if I can speak, and there are, there are no native people to Antarctica. <laughs> right. No, I, I always think it's interesting because this is one of the movies that I kind of like equates to something like The Truman Show, where I find myself thinking about it as like a concept a lot. I'm yeah. like, this is such, it's such a smart screenplay because it controls its stakes so directly. And it, it just... Everything is as it should be, you know? It's, <laughs> Do you it's just crazy. want more isolated movies, Ravi? Yeah, I want, I want more movies to just be like an idea someone had, and then it's it's very contained, very much just exploring that idea to its fullest, which I think the thing does. <laughs> no, it does. Well. I think it does a really fantastic yeah. job of that. Which, I mean, I know it's based off of a book and everything, and partially the movie that the book is also based off of the older though, one. Though if I remember reading through... Um, the trivia and stuff uh this much more so than the other the thing is very loose on the story um, yeah i was about to say uh we're we're referencing the thing from another world from 1951 which this is a remake of technically <laughs> so ravi what do you what do you think about the fact that this is one of the only movies you've ever seen without a single female character <laughs> I mean, what what is there to say, Micah? It's I I still think it's so funny that there's not a single like female character in this entire movie, and it's just absolute paranoia and chaos throughout the entire thing. Right. It's like the Lawrence of Arabia thing. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it's guys being dudes, but in the uh, worst way. In the worst way possible. Exactly. Um, no, I I just like I just think it's funny. Yeah. Um, because it is one of the few movies I've ever seen. Because even Lawrence of Arabia does have women in it at one point for yeah. like one scene. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> it's funny. Um, 
but it's it's a very again and that could play into again like the aids theme yeah but that's exactly not, that doesn't even really play in too much because apparently according to this i didn't see anything backing this up <laughs> and i think it's a very weird thing that they wouldn't just recast this person but according to this uh at imdb according to i don't trust imdb in, trivia most no, of the time. not not that much <laughs> uh but uh this, according to this person there was originally going to be a woman in the cast but she got <laughs> pregnant so they cut her out which doesn't make any sense <laughs> so <laughs> do with that what you will <laughs> Yeah, because literally they could have waited. They could have recast her. They could have... well, more than likely, they couldn't have waited, Micah. But they could have recast her if uh, gender was important to the role. They probably would have. Yeah, I don't know. Assuming that's even true. Yeah, again. <laughs> yeah. It's IMDb. Anybody can put in trivia. <laughs> Man is the warmest place to hide is a killer tagline. I will say. <laughs> uh, do you have a, Do you have another question? Uh, I do. Uh, just for fun, what's favorite for, favorite uh for funsies? crew member of the of the research team, Micah? Hmm. Just 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 the one you want to hang out with. <laughs> okay, so favorite crew member or fa one I want to hang out. Okay, with. okay. Because um, I would not want to favorite out. favorite crew member. I would not want to hang out with McCready, but he's probably my favorite crew member. Is it just because of the hat, Micah? The ginormous uh, okay, hat. Okay, so the hat is very great, but I think I think no, I think McCready is actually a really really fun character to watch as kind of your main focus character. Absolutely. Um, because he's kind of on edge the entire time, like even before any of it happens. He's a very on-edge kind of guy. Right. Um, and the way he uses his leadership skills that he shows throughout the movie as it goes on and everything, it gives you a very interesting and unique position to kind of not know if you can trust him exactly. as a viewer. And I think more so than any of the other cast members, that makes for a really, really engaging to watch lead character. Right? I was about to say that when when you reach maybe like the halfway point of this movie, you're not really sure if <laughs> McCready has like turned or not. Yeah, and okay, so it pan so people panned <laughs> the editing of this movie and made I, fun of oh the editor gosh. so hard for his use dude. for his use of fade to black. The fade to but black. The Fade to Blacks really are man. so good in this instance. Usually I'm not a big fan of Fade to Blacks, but in this, not only does it fit the kind of slow, mysterious vibe that the movie has going, but it allows time jumps without mm -hmm. where you feel like you're missing something. Exactly. Which, which is good, which is important. You need to feel like that because when whenever it jumps, stuff has happened. Probably, I was about to say this movie always shifts. Whenever you think you know something, it always like shifts what you know, what you think you know, that sort of thing. It always reveals a new piece of information. So again, the way that that works with McCready so well is because when we do these fades to black, and then we're in a completely different situation. <laughs> right? Who knows what happened to McCready? New location. It, we don't know how long it's been. It's oh, man. Especially around the third act, those fades to black. Man. Yeah, like when the when the lights go out with McCready <laughs> on his own, when they find like like he's just such a good main character. But the one I would probably want to hang out with the most, <laughs> yeah, what, um, probably probably Nulls or Window. Yeah, I was gonna say Nulls. <laughs> if I, if I, I was gonna say Nulls for hangout, but Windows is probably my favorite just character. He's got he's got he's got the sunglasses, Micah. The sunglasses. Why is he wearing? Sunglasses? He's got a, he's got a solid. This, I will say. Why is he wearing sunglasses inside their little <laughs> bunker? Inside the Arctic base. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Um, yeah, no, so the first time we were watching this, 
uh, I was really worried because there's only two like black characters in the movie, right? And and the '80s <laughs> is still pretty hard in the trend of like kill yeah, off this the is, black this characters is early first, 80s. but <laughs> but the black characters were some of the last people alive. I was about to say I think they are the last two, right? Well, Nalls does pretty. Oh, does he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but um. Childs and McCready are the two last yeah, ones. And yeah. Childs is one of my favorite. I wish I kind of wish he was in it more. Right. Just because he's a really good, like, kind of... I don't really know how to describe because he's not, like, the antithesis of McCready, but he's no. very at odds with McCready because they're kind of similar characters. I was about to say, they're, they're uh, just very similar people. Um, yeah. So they, they clash a lot. No, and they're very interesting to watch uh, work together. Yeah. Which makes, again, for that last scene. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So cool because their dynamic is so together good. is so good. <laughs> Man. Um, yeah, no, I really, the characters are really great in this. I know um, some of the character work and background and stuff was cut um, from the movie. Yeah. Um, but really, I don't think it really takes away that much. All right. Cause like, I, again, reading through a various stuff about the movie, there was more background on McCready's character and just various different things. And like, that's cool. And like, it adds like, like, like learning about that. I'm like, Oh, that's, that's neat. Yeah. That's a cool no, way to look at McCready's yeah, character. It's a neat way to view his character. Um, but at the same time as a movie, I don't think it would have really benefited it at all. No, like, it, if it would probably would have just dragged down the pacing yeah, honestly, knowing as little as possible about these characters makes their character work really well. I was about to say, it makes them a lot more fun to watch, I think, because you, since you don't know anything about them, you're always trying to pick up on, like, their behavior and how they walk, stuff yeah, like that. And their, like, and their performances exactly. are so good that, like, you're, like, you're trying to watch to see if they would, like, if they're moving different, talking exactly. different. Exactly. Um, I, I, I legitimately <sighs> so think there's a noticeable change in Palmer before, like, in the scenes where I think he's, like, the thing. <laughs> right. Man. Uh, um, we mentioned how it was kind of panned when it came out, and now it's one. It's the sixty fourth highest rated film on Letterboxd no, right no, now. No, like, like uh, it. It was panned <laughs> when it came out, but like it, it has gotten completely turned around in terms of acclaim. Right. Like people love this movie now. I love this movie, <laughs> but like, it, it's on tons of like best movie lists. It's on that one one thousand and one best movies of all time list. I mean, it just. If you like film and the art of filmmaking, I don't see how you couldn't like the thing, honestly. Yeah, see, I, I, did, I did say that. I will say, though, I watched this on my birthday this that time a while ago um, with my girlfriend, which yeah. she's a big horror fan, but she's a big modern horror fan. Um, and this is very much not modern horror. Mm -mm. Not, like, not in the slightest. It's not very... I haven't seen a, a horror movie come out in the 2000s that's really anything like this. Yeah, it's it's not, like, dark lighting. <laughs> it's not, like, ooh, spooky spooks, where, who, what's gonna pop in. There's no jump scares, really. I mean, there's a couple. There's, like, but... what could qualify as yeah. jump scares. I've never... They're not, come... they're not really jump scares. I've never they're just, like... close to... It's a surprise, but yeah. it's not, like trying to get you to jump like yeah. the stomach thing like you may be like shocked yeah the first. stomach thing and the blood uh jump thing oh and yeah, that's what i, I, I would think i jumped that. at that yeah, yeah i would consider that a jump but like scary. there's not like walking around in a room going around dark hallways yeah. being like oh 
<laughs> it's it's just not a very modern horror kind of thing. It's much yeah, and 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 I kind of wish we made more like this. This so, this movie is a lot more menacing than it is like scary. Yeah, you know? it's paranoid. It's paranoid and menacing, not <laughs> like scary and spooky. Yeah, um, which again doesn't doesn't appeal to everyone. It wasn't her favorite her favorite thing in the world. She she was like, it's fine. <laughs> it's a fine movie. <laughs> which fair enough, but. Um, this this kind of leans more towards the kind of horror I like, um, but but I'm a, I'm a little bit too big of a fan of like grandiose stuff <laughs> uh, when it comes to horror. They can't this. all be Suspiria, Mike. They can't all be Suspiria. <laughs> <laughs> man, I love Suspiria. Suspiria is so good. <laughs> um, but like, man, it's just so good, right? I man. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of another good question. Um, what do you think of the framing of the ending of this? Like, what do you think of the end scene? Just the way it ends? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I honestly don't think I would have it end any other way. I can't think of a better way to end the movie than the way it does. Yeah, because I was going to say, I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure our mom was pretty disappointed with the yeah, ending she of the was. movie. Yeah, <laughs> she was like, come on, what? And I can imagine, honestly, a lot of, like, audi mass audiences, because at the time, like, if I'm not mistaken... Because this was what his like eighth movie, so John Carpenter, John Carpenter was a big name in horror. Yeah, no, he point. he was an established director at this. So point. I guarantee a lot of people were like piling in to go watch this. So I could imagine. Um, oh wow, yeah, no, he'd already done like Assault yeah. on Precinct Thirteen, Halloween, Halloween Elvis, the, Fog, the Fog, Escape from New York. Like he'd yeah. already done all of that. So yeah, he was a very established. So I could very much imagine like mass audiences going in to see this and being very disappointed with the ending. Right. But yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I, and I'm kind of, I think, I think what I get tripped up on this is, is I kind of like feel that way almost. <laughs> like I'm kind of disappointed I can in the see ending. That. Yeah. But at the same time, I really love what the ending does. I was about to say, it, it just lets you take a little slice of that paranoia with you, you know? Right. It's, it's like the end of Haunted Mansion. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. <laughs> <laughs> parallels no but i i like because like i want answers but like at the same time the entire movie shtick is not giving you answers right and it's really really cool the way it ends and i love the the ability to continue the story um and just to kind of have it ruminate around in your mind and exactly. allow it to again become kind of more of a a concept thing mm -hmm. than even just the story it itself. becomes a really fun thought experiment when you're just thinking about uh this movie it's, it's fun i <laughs> it, like it. it really is kind of funny though and i i said this when we first watched it uh and like everybody made jokes about it when among us was like really really big but like it is kind of funny how much among us is like this right like like just deep down it is exactly the same <laughs> dude i i love like sci-fi alien imposter movies they're so funny <laughs> um but no i mean i think i think that that shows uh what what good of an idea of a stretch on paranoia this is right um is that this concept not not specifically among us but like that it can be used <laughs> for so many different things that have become very iconic i guess i'm um, a sucker for like people being scarier than monsters you know in horror movies i think that's awesome <laughs> nah man what about that time when uh when dr what's his face like pushes his hand through the white guy's <laughs> right? face that was Dude, insane that's 
Christ. And again, that looks so good. Right? How did they do that? <laughs> they used lots and lots of like rubber and putty, my God. So much man. of it. <laughs> but still. Oh, man. Great, yeah. great stuff. And you can really tell because like one of the things that I found doing research for this movie was that uh, the cast definitely seemed to have a lot of fun on set. And you can really tell. Like they were they were just like apparently they apparently really got into the concept of like and, and I mean they were shooting on location for the, for a lot of it. Yeah. And like imagine getting cast in something like this <laughs> being on set. It <laughs> would be so much fun. It's really like I don't know, it seemed like a really really neat production and it came together super well. I can't even imagine like outside of its VFX this thing having um a ton like a huge budget like, i was about necessary. to say micah you, they spent all of their budget on the animatronics and stuff i guarantee <laughs> they look so good yeah but that's 15 million is their budget that's not huge that's not huge no um but they only Sheesh. they only grossed even now 19 million man that's crazy like it just did really bad <laughs> we should go see it. we should go see it i was about to say days. the Tour. 40th anniversary is coming Tour up we can add to the add to the theater numbers <laughs> we need to boost its box office <laughs> this thing would rock it would own in a movie theater hey we could go see it because you could again, go see it listener the this atmosphere. is just an ad for john carpenter's the thing <laughs> the atmosphere in this is so good seeing it really loud in the theater would rock yeah see that was that was the thing with watching it in the tent the one thing that kind of took away from mm -hmm. it was the fact that we were sharing it in headphones so we did not have the full audio experience at all i was about to say i'm pretty sure um that i didn't like it as much okay yeah no i did give it a five the first time yeah who'd have thought it <laughs> Uh, but do you have any other questions? Any other any other talking points? Um, I just wanted to mention how cool the metamorphosis of the thing is as it goes <laughs> like throughout this movie. The metamorphosis, because right. I love like final form the thing like final right before form. right before it gets like blown up with the giant how, jaws how and everything. It's built on everything <sighs> that it's turned into. It looks so cool. <laughs> no, I think I think genuinely um, the way it progresses the thing as a creature throughout right? the runtime is really really cool. Um, it's so cool. The creature it, design progresses in such a cool really, way. Man. It really feels like they're like throwing it all out there at the very beginning uh -huh. with, the, with the dog. You're like, how are you going to top this? Yeah. yeah. Oh man, that's that's so crazy. <laughs> how could they go? But then, like, literally every time, it's like something is revealed to be the thing. Um, it, it just like, gets cooler. It goes insanely hard. Like again, like the head thing, the stomach, the head splitting open. Like there's just so many cool instances, and as it builds up, it gets like more and more menacing as it, it seems to have more of an ability to just absolutely waste people in like 0.5 <laughs> seconds right yeah no i just pulled up the poster with like the final uh thing form and the way it like births the dog out the side of it is so cool right it's got like the human torso the uh split head head mm -hmm. and then it like has the arms bursts the <laughs> the dog out of its side like it's it it's one of the coolest moments in film ever i think i almost i almost kind of wish because i because there's nothing else that lives out in antarctica like they brought the dogs and the human i almost right. kind of wish there were more creatures for it to <laughs> for it to assimilate sucks up like a tortoise or something <laughs> the thing tortoise <laughs> thing tortoise it has like just a really long turtleneck that'd be so funny uh 
I, also, um, is the thing the is, is it a remake? Is it like a legacy sequel? What is what is that? Um, 2000s. I'm one. pretty sure the t- 2011 one is a like legacy sequel. I think it's like meant to be in the same universe, but like loosely. Yeah. Like it's not. I don't think it's meant to be like a remake remake of the original yeah. one so interesting i haven't seen it yet though i really want to see the 2011 one is it streaming anyway? it's on tubi right now maybe we can watch it sometime maybe, yeah <laughs> um but no it, i just think it's a very interesting story it's been told like three times now i think the progression of the monster is great i think the actors do a fantastic job right uh the direction is really really cool there's so many shots i love Again, carpenter man there's so many shots in it that uh <laughs> that robbie you've even said while we're watching the movie was like is that supposed to be a pov shot mm-hmm. like what is like it's just like really cool atmospheric stuff um it's just, man, you could watch this. The sound design I was mentioning is great, but you could watch this with the sound off and it would still be scary. <laughs> it's just visually fantastic. I love it. Yeah, it's a very cool movie. <laughs> Stretching pies. <laughs> I thought you would say something um, while I stretched. Because I was about to say I don't really have... Um, I don't really have too much yeah, more no, to say I, about it. I, I, mean, I don't really have anything else to say about um, it either. Again, I, I gave it five stars on this most latest viewing. Uh, Which I, was like ten minutes ago. <laughs> I think I gave it, uh, yeah, I gave it four and a half, four and a half, five, five, five. <laughs> uh, it turns out this will be my f- fifth time watching it this this morning when we watched it for the podcast. So Yeah. Very cool movie. Very, very good movie. Good I would better. very much suggest yeah. it. If you, if you are old enough to go watch the thing, go watch the thing right now. <laughs> go watch, go watch it in theaters for its anniversary. Give 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 it the money it deserves. <laughs> right. Um, but no, yeah. Do uh, we want to get yeah. into the what we watched section? Let's do it. All right. So those of you who are new to the podcast or just never listened this far before, <laughs> yeah, right. uh, the what we watched segment is just a, a nice little, little fun thing at the end where we briefly talk about everything we have watched since our last episode. Indeed. We say our ratings and just brief little thoughts, nothing too fancy, nothing too long, <laughs> hopefully. Hopefully. Right. <laughs> one, one time our what we watched segment went, I think, longer than our movie discussion <laughs> segment. That, we, that's when things go it had, bad. It had been like three weeks since we had done an episode. <laughs> Yeah, we're going from this time the 13th of June 2022. Yeah. So on the 13th, after we recorded the podcast, uh, we watched uh, Toy Story 4. Toy Story 4. Uh, I had been rewatching the whole Toy Story series, and this one still kind of sucks. I don't know. I'm so torn on this movie because, like... It, it it's fun. It's funny. It's not fun. It it's it not looks funny. it looks amazing. Remy, it's not funny. Um, name one thing that's funny in this <laughs> besides besides the two plush characters. I was about to say Duck and Bunny are Duck kind of and funny. Bunny are funny. That's it. Um, but I I mentioned in my review I'm never really like fully invested in anything that goes on. It, it's weird. It's like a spinoff for Woody, but like it all of the character writing and stuff doesn't like mesh very well with the other Toy Story 
movies. I kind of, I kind of hate it. <laughs> I said it feels like you're running a run-of-the-mill short film, not like a good short film. Yeah, no, it feels exactly the same quality as all of like the Pixar shorts that come out, yeah. which is not a compliment. Like Dang. Pixar shorts are cool, oh my goodness. but like a feature-length Pixar <laughs> short. ripping them to shreds, no, man. I don't want that. This is get this out of my face. I, I gave it a four I, out of five. I, I think it's pretty. Toy great. Story four character work is trash. <laughs> I hate Bo Peep. I want Bo Peep to go die. <laughs> wow. Uh, three stars. Dang. It still has good elements. It's not aggressively awful, but no. I really dislike the movie. It, it, uh, there are just so many elements, like things about it that I don't like, that it just drags it down. Because I think technically, like even even just from a screenplay's perspective, the screenplay is not that good. Rapping. It's pretty nothing's good. very like nothing's cohesive about it. It feels like it's just bouncing around for ninety percent of its runtime. I don't know. It's a weird movie. Yeah, moving on. <laughs> uh, on the 13th, uh, what did you watch, Herbie? I watched, for the very first time, Baby Driver. Letterbox classic. Letterbox classic. Certified Letterbox classic. <laughs> uh, my second Edgar Wright movie, I guess, yeah. Because uh, I'd only seen Scott Pilgrim up to this point. Uh, big surprise, I enjoyed Baby Driver. What? <laughs> Anyone who knows my taste in movies probably knew that I was going to like Baby Driver. <laughs> Baby Dr Everybody hates that movie. <laughs> Everyone on Letterboxd hates Baby Driver. <laughs> um, I mentioned that I wish the finale felt a bit larger and some of the character beats don't feel like 100% there it got a little weak you know weak sauce but other than that I, I think it honestly it's it's pretty fantastic weak sauce Ravi. uh it's this it's the second best uh musical I've seen that stars Ansel Elgort in the lead <laughs> so <laughs> it's wow. pretty great weak I give sauce. it a five out of five weak sauce <laughs> uh then on the 13th we watched um Diary of a Wimpy Kid, Roderick Rules. But you know what? Yeah, you know did. you know what rules? Roderick Rules. Roderick Rules, man. <laughs> this movie, this movie <laughs> rocks. This movie rules, if you will. <laughs> For no reason, this movie is actually really good. Devin Bostic, man. Devin Devin Bostic. <laughs> the voice of a generation. The voice of a generation, dude. He's and so this, good in this. This movie, <laughs> this movie is somehow like because I because I liked I enjoy, I enjoy the first Diary of a Wimpy Kid yeah. movie. We had never watched these for this trilogy, uh, but I really honestly like this one a lot more. It's so um, much fun, dude. Having having uh, Greg and Roderick play off of each other with this cast actually works really really well, right. and it's genuinely really funny and well paced. And like this is what I if we get like one of these a year, you know, like the family the family comedy pipeline. If we get even one that's close to this a year, I'd be happy, you know. Why does he look like that on the poster? Like Devin Bostic looks proportionally wrong in the poster. <laughs> maybe they maybe they photoshopped him onto a body double. His head looks too big. Like that does. That's not, probably what happened. That though. does not look like his head. They probably just put him on a body double, Micah. That's why. unfortunate, uh, but no. Roger Roger rules pretty darn good. F extremely funny for some reason, right? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I give it a four. I, out give, of five. It, I give it a four to five Great for stuff. no reason. It's very good. Uh, then what did you watch on the fourteenth, Remy? I watched my first ever uh, Marx Brothers film, uh, Duck Soup, which is about uh, Brothers. It's about a guy. He starts uh, ruling a country. And he's got some wacky practices, Mike. Oh, <laughs> uh, those wacky practices. I'm trying to remember why it's... Oh, wait, 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 I never did find out why it was called Duck Soup. 
the title card it's really funny actually there there's these ducks like swimming around in a pot and then it does it does like the the music swells and it like says duck soup on top of it there's there's why it's called duck soup right <laughs> but yeah uh it was really funny i had never seen any of their work before um i didn't know it was a musical either and uh it was a lot of fun i don't know it's it's another uh war satire movie micah <laughs> which i've uh, apparently enjoyed uh, i gave it a four out of five also on the 14th, we watched Ip Man for the first time. Indeed, we did. Uh, which, which I knew it was, it was like, like I knew of Ip Man. I knew he was a real <laughs> person, kind of. But like, I didn't realize that these movies were like that. And like, the fact that this is a true story is really weird, <laughs> right? No, the fact I, I've I've seen very few kung fu movies in general, but I fa- the fact that this is based on a true story is like so weird to me. It seems very rare for this genre. But like, you know, it's 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 good. I really like the yeah. I really like the action in it. Um, I like the cast quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and like the story is pretty engaging throughout and interesting. It's it's just not like. It's not 100% what I would want it to be, you know? I was about to say, Donnie Yen as Ip Man is very good. No, that's such good casting. <laughs> He's so good. He does such a good job. Uh, but no, I really thoroughly enjoyed it, and it was kind of cool to see, like, cool story. It's just kind of funny how much this is supposedly accurate to the true story and how, like, the entire, like, four-movie series is all based on true events. It's, uh, it's really cool to me how well... Uh, it balances its tone and everything. Oh yeah, it does a really good job yeah, of doing that. I forgot to mention that. that it's because it's kind of funny at some parts, but you know, kind of really serious at other parts. Yeah. and it does like a really good job. But I, I give it four stars. Very cool movie. Yeah, I give it a four out of five. Uh, then on the fifteenth, I watched the Aviator. The Aviator. Um, Martin which, Scorsese, baby. Uh, <laughs> this is this is one of the movies from my top ten, Rabbi. Wow. Uh, so yeah, I very really, prestigious circle. <laughs> I really love the Aviator. Um, I know a lot of people aren't the biggest fan of it when it comes to Martin Scorsese movies, but like, I don't know, it, it seems just as good as pretty much any of the rest that I've seen from him, and it really impacts me personally, um, and I, I don't know, I really love it, and DiCaprio gives an outstanding performance in it, and just the entire cast and direction. The only complaint I'd have about the whole, the whole movie is that the VFX look very 2004. <laughs> yeah, no, it definitely looks a little dated now. Uh, but I gave it a 5 out of 5. There you go. Fair enough. Uh, on the 15th, I watched, for the very first time, uh, Birdman, or The Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance. Well, which was it? <laughs> it was it was that one because <laughs> apparently there are other films called Birdman, but this is the only one that has the unexpected virtue of ignorance behind it. So actually, it's the Birdman or and then parentheses. I know I I found that weird, right? Like, shouldn't the parentheses be around the or? Like, shouldn't it just be Birdman and then parentheses or the unexpected virtue of ignorance? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know grammar enough. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Birdman. It was great. Um, I mean, it won a crap ton of oscars back when it came out um but michael keaton was really great in it i loved the screenplay uh the cinematography is really really cool uh and great obviously <laughs> um fantastic drum score like one of my one of my favorite film scores now honestly i loved uh the score in this uh it's just a really cool not only uh like cinematic experiment but i, I think it also works really well as a movie it's good stuff I liked it a lot. I give it a uh, five out of five. Stuck it in the top 50, Micah. Stuck it in the top 50. You gotta love it. <laughs> <laughs> then also on the 15th, we together as a collective uh, watched The Book of Eli. The Book of Eli. Uh, 
Denzel Washington. Denzel Washington. I, I love that man. A uh, very weird movie. Very, very weird movie. Denzel Washington's great in it. And the action is really fun. Right. But it's very weird. It's a weird movie, dude. It's like, um, it, it's way more like of a Christian movie than I expected it to right? be. Like it's, it's weird. I don't know, man. It's, it's yeah. Where's its audience too? Like it's too edgy for like the mainstream for the Christian audience. Yeah. But it's too like religious for the mainstream. Uh, like R-rated, R-rated blockbusters. Yeah. Apocalypse movie audience. It's weird, man. It's a weird movie, but it was fun. I liked it no, a lot. I, I really enjoyed it. Um. No, mainly the action is really yeah. the biggest thing that stood out, and uh, Denzel Washington gives a great performance. I was about as to usual. say, ever since I saw uh, Tragedy of Macbeth, I was like, I gotta see more of Denzel's stuff, <laughs> and he has been great in everything I've seen since then. So, uh, but yeah, I gave it a three and a half. It's it's like there's nothing really like bad about it. Gary Oldman is fine. Yeah. Gary Oldman's in it, uh, but no, it, it's it's just a weird movie overall. Yeah, uh, I also gave it a three and a half. Uh, then on the 17th, I watched Scooby-Doo Moon Monster Madness, um, which is which is a weird one. Do they go to the moon? They, they go to the moon. What? There's a lot of very weird things that happen in this movie in particular. It's one of probably the weirdest entries into the Scooby-Doo movie canon. That's saying something. Um, and it was, it was fine. I, I don't know. It wasn't as funny as I was hoping it to be. It's got a nice ensemble. Uh, it's got quite a like much wider cast than a normal Scooby-Doo movie. And most of the characters work pretty well. Uh, some of them, in my opinion, just don't, which leads into a lot of their characters' jokes just not being very funny, in my yeah. opinion, which is probably my biggest problem, because everything else is pretty par for the course of Scooby-Doo. If it's not funny, I'm, I'm a little disappointed with when it comes to Scooby-Doo stuff. Yeah, I didn't find it super <laughs> funny. I know some people do, so, uh, it, you know, it is what it is. I gave it three stars. Not my favorite. Fair enough. Uh, then on the 17th, what did we watch? We watched Mikey and Nikki. Nikki and Mikey. Uh, 1976 Elaine May meditation on long-term friendship. Uh, <laughs> more proof that not only is Peter Falk <laughs> the greatest actor of all time, but that the 70s <laughs> is the greatest decade of movies. Dude, Peter Falk. What a, what a guy. Peter what Falk a man. is amazing. What a man, what a man, what a mighty good man. <laughs> I can't wait to watch a woman under the influence. Directed by the co-actor of this movie, which is weird. Right? Uh, but yeah, Mikey and Nikki, this was my first time watching it. Uh, it's fantastic. Uh, two great performances in the leads. Uh, the way it approaches uh, just its general structure and dialogue and stuff like that is really interesting uh, and good. I like it. Yeah, I no, like it's, it it's probably one of my uh, my favorite movies now. I really, really love what it does. I really love its dialogue. I love its weird editing. I love its I, 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 don't know, I love its leads. Its cinematography was way it's better than I expected it to be. <laughs> like, like literally everything about this, I love. It's so good. Fair um, enough. I give it a five out of five. Yeah, I give it a four and a half. Uh, I'm looking forward Ooh. to rewatching it. I think Ooh. going into it with a bit more, like now that I've seen it, I think I'll enjoy Robbie it a bit more. Good cinema. <laughs> Four and a half out of five. <laughs> Mike is like bad review. Uh, then we watched No Time to Die. No Time 007. to Die. 007. Um, yeah. Which, which I was very disappointed. <laughs> there it is. You know how people were disappointed that Zendaya wasn't in Dune very much? <laughs> This this is that, but with Anna de Armas. Wow, oh she's my in gosh. so much of the marketing, Robbie. She's in so much of the marketing. Because Knives Out was a huge hit, and man. she is in ten, fifteen minutes probably. <laughs> she's good though. No, she's great. She's the best part of the whole movie. 
She's the only fun thing going on. Dang. Uh, it's a fine movie. It looks really good, as you would expect from the series. Man, I wish um, all I wish all action blockbusters looked this good, man. Right? Like, I wish... Man, it really it makes me sad. Uh, the cast is still pretty fun overall. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, Rami Malek feels like he's pretty darn wasted here. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I think... For what he is in this, he's actually like this is probably my favorite role I've seen him in. Um, but I just wish they would have dedicated. I was a little say, more time I know to he him. can do better. Like he's a good actor. Yeah, he's just I don't know. It's <laughs> it's way too long in my opinion. But there's yeah. nothing like bad about it. In fact, most things about it are pretty darn good. It just is. I don't know. It's, it's the Bond movies are weird. Yeah, the Bond movies are all <laughs> kind of strange uh, in my experience. But I mean, this was definitely one of the better ones. I gave it a four out of five. I, uh, I also good. gave it a four out of five. Anna de Armas is here. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. She needs to be in more movies. All um, the movies. Jeffrey Wright and Anna de Armas <laughs> at every movie. That's my petition. <laughs> Fair enough, honestly. Uh, what else did you watch? Because all I watched after that was like a bunch of comedy specials that no one cares about. <laughs> On the 18th, I watched Sneakerella. Sneakerella. Um, I got a bunch of ads Disney, for that back when Disney it dropped. Plus original. And you know, it's got a 2.2 average, but it's not like aggressively awful. It's fine, except for its musical numbers. Oof. I can't believe it's a musical. I didn't see... I had seen the trailer. It's not advertised anywhere that this is a musical. <laughs> like, what the heck? I Maybe I just find shoe design too interesting to be to be <laughs> unbiased about this movie because I just really think cool shoes are really cool. It's kind of funny. Um, but, like, it's fine. It's fine. The songs are really bad. The songs are terrible. <laughs> They're so they have bad. no business being here. Every time somebody starts singing, it's the worst thing that's happening in the movie. But the story itself is fine. You cut out the songs and it gets rid of its over long run time too because this thing is 110 minutes. <laughs> it's almost it's two hours. Cut the songs, please. The entire climax of the movie is done in this weird back and forth rap battle between the main guy and the girl he likes dad. It's weird. I gave it three stars. It's fine. Uh, the shoes are actually really sick that he makes. I didn't think I'd like them from the trailer, but when you actually get to see what they are, they're pretty Okay, cool. I was about to say, it, it, they looked kind of weird in the trailer, but I'll take your word for it. Uh, then on the 19th, I watched Scooby-Doo and the Loch Ness Monster. Um, which again, and, and I know I've watched a lot of what are considered the better, just random off Scooby-Doo yeah. movies. But this one was again, just kind of, it was fine. <laughs> Again, the side cast was fun. Uh, I really liked Daphne's uh, cousin. She was cool. Uh, but the monster was kind of underwhelming. The jokes are kind of underwhelming. And, it, like, it's fine. Like, really. Um, the Irish accents were cool. I mean, not Irish. It's Scottish, I think. Yeah. Scottish. I, Irish. Oh, my God. I said Irish on Loch Ness. <laughs> Uh, I guess Scott I guess Scotland and Ireland mixed up so much and that's terrible. The Searsha Ronan fans. <laughs> People are gonna hate me. <laughs> I uh, I gave the movie three stars though. Cool. And that and then I watched uh, the thing. As we all did. As we all did. as we all should. As we all should. Watch um, the thing in theaters this week. <laughs> subliminal messaging. Um, if we just say it enough, they'll go do it. <laughs> But yeah, that was that was that was my week. Robbie's doing random stuff, so he's not really paying attention. What I'm paying, I'm he's paying. Not talking. Just... Okay, fine, fine. Okay, he's uh... not participating <laughs> in the podcast. Um, 
It was a cool week. I got to see uh, Baby Driver and Birdman for the first time, which and I love. And Mikey and Nikki. And Mikey and Nikki. Of course, of course. Uh, so yeah, go watch the thing. <laughs> go watch Mikey and Nikki. Go watch The Aviator. Uh, go watch Diary of Wimpy Kid, Roderick Rules. Banger movie. Gotta love it. Gotta, gotta love it. They're all good. Go check them out. Uh, but yeah. Uh, go check out my new video, M. Grayway Films on YouTube. That's G-R-A-W-E-Y, not actually Grayway. Uh, it's cool. I put I put work into it. Yeah. I mean, I haven't watched it yet, but I'm sure it's great. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll catch you guys in the next week. Who knows what we'll do. Who knows? It could be anything. It could be anything. <laughs>